Hey all you knock out there, I'm Bree Scally. And I'm Kate Bresnahan, and you're listening to a very belated Takoyaki time. Very belated, but very special. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think it, this is the start of a beautiful new era in Takoyaki time. A resurgence. <laughs> a powerful resurgence of Takoyaki time. You know how, like, between season one and season two of Attack on Titan, we had to wait like a million years? Mm-hmm. This is that. It's yeah, fine. Perfect. See? It's I just still get... haven't watched season three of Attack on Titan. So, you know, <laughs> running start. <laughs> so great. We're doing well. We've lost yeah, we're doing all really of our good. audience. We're super professional. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like, life stuff really super got in the way, but, like, it was all really good life stuff. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. Only good things happened. So it kind of made sense. Yeah. To, it was like... the kind of good things that take a lot of time and energy. Mm hmm. So. I moved. Congrats which on is, Brie. Thank you. I hired movers and it was the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> Are you ever going to go never, back? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I had never had movers before. It was always just like friends and family. Mm-hmm. And like. It's hell. It was so nice. It was just like these three 20 something guys and they just came in and they moved all my stuff in like two hours. Everything was in my new apartment. It was amazing. And I was just, all I could do was chase them around and try to get them to drink water. (laughs) That was all I could do to help. (laughs) Well, you know, that's the beautiful thing about money is it can solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Anyone who says money can't buy happiness, it can solve a hell of a lot of problems. Oh my God, it really super can. Which, uh, speaking of, I got hired full time at the office I've been temping at. So I have uh, permanent employment. And no one can make me leave ever again. Doing something really cool, too. Yeah, I'm now a UX designer. Which is awesome. Yeah, so if you ever need your UX designed, I'm the gal to go to. And, like, you actually like it. I do. I genuinely really like my job. Which is amazing. Yeah. I wanted a job for the longest time. I never really, like, hoped that I'd get one that I liked. But now Mm -hmm. I ended up with a really good job that I like. So it all worked out in the end. It all came up Kate. Yes. Love it. Eventually, I'll have to move, too, and we might have to, like, take a couple weeks off again, but, like, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. I am so excited for you to move, and I'm so ready to go look at apartments with you. I know. And be your backbone in those scary moments. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) you honestly have saved my life so many times before, just because I'm so desperate to please, and, like, if even, like, people I've never met before, I'm like, oh, can I check out your apartment, and then they turn out to be a psychopath, I'm like... So, uh, what do you need the, like, what's the deposit? And you're like, Kate, don't you dare. What are you doing? <laughs> like, we're not going to Quincy. No, you don't God. owe these people anything. <laughs> yeah, I almost went to Quincy to look at an apartment I knew I didn't want to go to. But, like, that you also would have just fallen into because you mm-hmm. went to look at it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that would have been hell. It would have been a terrible time. I'm really glad that didn't happen. Me too, for a lot of reasons. Especially because yeah. it was Quincy. Yes. Sorry to everyone Chiefly. I know who lives in Quincy. <laughs> Should we crack right into it? Yeah, sure. Get down I, to I brass mean, there's, tacks. there's some. Uh, wait, is that all the news? Oh, I mean, like, I, the only news I could think of was, like, the Nintendo Direct stuff, like, the stuff that is announced for the Switch now, like oh, Animal yeah. Crossing. <gasps> so excited for Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited for Katamari to be on Switch because I love Katamari. I'm- Really hoping that Katamari on the Switch doesn't make me motion sick. Did the... Because it... The originals make you... Ugh. Unfortunately, yeah. I have a very delicate constitution when it comes to video games. Yeah. 
Um, I've kind of gotten over the first person shooter one if I can slow the camera way, way down. But yeah, hopefully, because I really like Katamari. It was super fun and really cute. And I love the music. Um, But yeah, it made me wicked sick. That sucks. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm such a square. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. It's like literally the camera is like wobbling around constantly. But Mm -hmm. and I think there's something about like the way it moves and my body not knowing that I'm not moving. Yeah. Like my eyes are telling me one thing and then my body's not going anywhere, you, <laughs> do you know? Do you ever get seasick? Um, only if I'm hungover. Hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Um, there is have you ever done in have you ever been to Disney World? Yes. Have you ever done the like virtual reality starfighter thing I in think so. that thing makes me so sick. <laughs> like vomitous sick. Oh, it's so depressing. <laughs> I know. I did it when I was a kid and it made me sick. And then I did it again when I was an adult thinking like I'm a grown up now. I can handle it. <laughs> Incorrect. Could mm. not handle it. No. You you were older in mind but also body but not in inner ear. Yeah, inner ear remains the same. Inner ear is ageless and useless. <laughs> so yeah, that was all I could think of for like news news that has come out recently oh aside um, from uh free season three which was announced right after the end of free season no free which season I, four which yeah. was announced after free season three which i still haven't seen yeah we'll watch it together and then we'll we'll do a full report because it's the yeah. most important uh event of the millennium <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well that'll, that'll be either like next episode or the episode after and then um, one piece of news that I was actually going to talk about during my New York Comic Con coverage mm-hmm. was that apparently Tokyo Pop is still in business. <laughs> you sent me a press release and it was hysterical. Like, I honestly thought that they were out of business. And then their, like, big press release, like, comeback is a Nightmare Before Christmas manga. It, honestly, it's like... They, like, they went bankrupt a few years ago. I guess they pulled together their pieces from the ashes and, like, rose again to, you know, recreate 2005. <laughs> well, it is. So it's apparently the 25th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Great. Which, fine. Yeah. But nobody wants that manga. No nobody one. wants it. Not a single person on the planet except, Earth. Except. Except. Oh, no. I got a link today for a review copy so we can read it. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. We're so getting it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, my God. So maybe for the next episode, we do our review for Zero's Adventure or whatever it's called. I am so super down. It's going to be like Mystery Science (laughs) Theater from manga. Yes. Jesus Christ. Good job, Tokyo Pop. Everyone loves you, and we're so happy to have you back. Welcome back into our lives. Great. Well, you just mentioned it. You went to New York Comic Con. I did go to New York Comic Con. I was lucky enough to get a press pass. Yeah. Which we, was... We got one press pass for the mm-hmm. podcast, which was very generous, to be honest. Like I was amazed. Yeah. for I'm I mean, so we applied, stoked. We applied for press passes to Anime New York City, which is next month and run by the same people who do New York Comic Con. And we didn't even get into the anime convention. <laughs> so, I mean, at least we got one press pass to New York Comic Con and you were I able to I am a little hurt. I'm a little hurt that yeah. we didn't get into yeah, New York anime. It stings. But... It stings. It stings. Yeah. But there was a anime fest at New York Comic Con. Yeah, I was curious which about was that. Cool. Yeah, it was like a little 
mini convention within the convention. It was about 20 minutes walk down the street at Pier 94. But they actually had shuttles going back and forth, like every half hour, so you didn't necessarily have to walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they had like a lot of really good panels there. Really? Uh, The Dragon Prince panel was there on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't watched it yet, but I guess Dragon Prince is like everyone's hailing it as the... um, like, the successor to Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, I've seen that. Because um, it's the same writer and creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the rest of the production team, I don't think. Yeah, they're but probably Sokka, all on Voltron right now. Yeah. Um, the Sokka's voice actor is the main character of Dragon Prince. Oh, good. I'm um, a fan. Yeah, so he was there. The other main voice actor, um, the writer-creator, and, like, a couple other people were there. And it was a pretty good panel. Um, and... It inspired me to watch a little bit of the show. Like, later, Alyssa and I watched about three episodes. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was really turned off by the animation style. Yeah. um, Which just isn't necessarily my cup of tea. It's, like, like like stiff, isn't it? It's very stiff and very... It's super computer stylized. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. It's like... It's really stiff and really stylized, um, and it kind of seems almost like uh, like it's chugging along, like it's lagging a little bit in certain motions Ooh, or certain moments. Yeah, um, so I notice it especially in like some close up, like emotional scenes. It's almost like kind of chuggy. Um, That's so bizarre. Yeah, but the story is really good. If you like the humor of Avatar, you'll definitely like dragon prince uh especially like the first couple of episodes like it's very humor heavy like getting to know the characters um so i think that it could be it could be good i'm curious to see where it goes yeah and i know that they're talking about maybe improving the animation to make it a little bit smoother in the future so that's good i think that's about yeah i'm looking at some stills from it and it it is very like cg heavy Mm mm-hmm which is fine. Like, if that's the direction that animation is taking, like, I mean, you just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, exactly. And it was 100% like a stylistic choice. Like, it wasn't like they didn't have the money or yeah. like it was a, like they didn't have the talent or anything like that. It, it was like that's how they wanted to present the story. Like, the stills do look really good. And the backgrounds are gorgeous and the costumes are really well designed. I think there just needs to be maybe just like a few more frames per motion. Yeah, that's probably a, a good yeah. critique, I suppose. <laughs> to, as good as Avatar? I don't know. You uh, tell me. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not as good as Avatar. Few things are. Yeah, Avatar was a special creature. Don't go into this expecting it to be Avatar. Expect it to be uh, like Avatar's younger cousin. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, you should never like, just word to the wise. Don't ever expect a creator to do the exact same thing twice because it's just never gonna happen. Yeah, because they want to grow and they want to change. And, yeah. Like, why would you want to do the same thing over again? Even if it exactly. was successful, it's like, well, I've done it already. And then they actually did it again with Korra. <laughs> which so, was, which was a good time for sure. Yeah. But like, still, it not wasn't as good as, good as, as the original. original. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's see what else. Oh, so it was, um, Anime Fest was, it was kind of like a nice, refreshing space away from the main, uh, New York Comic Con floor. Mm -hmm. So it was a smaller space, a lot of really great art vendors. Um, Omocat was there. Oh, sick. I love Omocat. Yeah. 
So the Omoka actually did their official sweatshirt and uh, merch designs. Wow. For Anime Fest. Yeah, it was really cute. Uh, really well designed. I didn't end up buying any of it, but um, yeah, it was great. And they had like um, a bunch of backgrounds hanging where you could go and take cosplay pictures. Oh, wow. So you'd have something that like wasn't just the convention space for the background of your pictures. That's such a good idea. Which was really nice. And like some quieter, like um, they called it after school clubs. So they were just like different what? tables with games set up and stuff. So you could just hang out and it was just like really quiet and chill. And I really appreciated being there. <laughs> yeah, I remember years and years ago, uh, New York Comic Con had like a separate anime section to it. Yes. Yeah, it was like a convention within the convention, yeah. but not separated at all. It was just like you'd wander into it. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it feels like it. they kind of went back to that, but like, but actually separating it a little bit and yeah. fleshing out one a little bit more. And the tickets were separate. So, um, I think, yeah. So you could buy tickets and add them onto your New York Comic Con badge. I think it was like $15 a day or something. Hmm. Or maybe even like $10 a day if you had the New York Comic Con badge. And then if you didn't, you could still buy a ticket to Anime Fest and go separately. And it was only like $15 to get in. Not too bad. Yep. So I would definitely go again. Um, oh, good, because another... I desperately, desperately have to go yeah. back to New York Comic Con next year. That is my, Absolutely. my year of return. And I really hope that they do Anime Fest again, because it was fun. Nice. Um, and there was a lot of just anime in general in New York Comic Con this year, which was awesome. <laughs> um, Verve had a, like, a headquarters space that was outside of the convention center. It was on 48th Street or 38th Street. I'm not sure which one. Um <laughs> And they just rented out, like, this art gallery area, and they had uh, free cereal. They had Lucky Charms, Captain Crunch, and Cocoa Puffs. Uh, and, oh, yeah, Lucky Charms, obviously. I went with that. <laughs> um, and, like, some blow-up things that you could sit on. And their new thing, there it's like, um, they're bringing back all the 90s cartoons, like Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, nice. So you go there, and you sit, and you can watch some cartoons and eat your Saturday morning cereal. And they had a big above-ground pool filled with foam cereal pieces that you could jump into that was super-duper fun. Yeah, I saw your Instagram stories. They looked dope. Honestly, like, this one little gallery space was the best part of (laughs) the convention. It was so relaxed and fun, and everyone was really nice, and there was art and some, like, um, exclusive merch that you could buy. I got a Jinji Ito hoodie that's that's dope. terrible and horrifying i love it so much <laughs> perfect for halloween mm-hmm. and they had like being puppy cat cutouts and vinyl stickers on the wall and it was it was really good space um so good on verve for that they also had a crunchy roll booth in the expo center that had a big blow-up pool filled with banana plushies <laughs> you know the banana cat yeah, thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Could you not jump into that one? You could jump into that one. No. I opted not to no. um, for fear of crushing the banana because they were so cute mm. and I could not emotionally handle that. I see. I accept that. <laughs> and then um, Alyssa and I went to a One Piece Cafe pop-up. I can't believe that Alyssa deigned to go in with you. She was like pumped about it. Really? Oh, yeah. God. I was I like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was pumped to go to Anime Fest, too. Oh, like, God. 
what have we don't done? let her tell you that she is not a weep because she, she is. <laughs> she is. We've passed it to her. Yep. I'm it's almost like ashamed. I'm proud of us. So, yeah, I was like, oh, if we have time, maybe we could go to this anime pop-up cafe. And she's like, yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. I want to do that. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was there with you in spirit. I, maybe you, like, possessed her or maybe something a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the food was really, really good, and everything was all branded. Um, like, on the, the walls, they had wanted posters. I've actually... I haven't read or watched One Piece in years, so I'm not <laughs> caught up on anything. I don't know what's going on. I yeah. only have, like, the vaguest memories of what it's about. Um, but I got breakfast nachos, and it was really good. Ooh, delish. Yeah. I feel like there probably could have been, like, a little bit more branding. Like, if if it was in Japan, everything would be... Like, there would be the One Piece skull and crossbones, like dusted in cocoa on your food oh yeah you know for sure. and like each each meal would be branded for a different character mm-hmm. um i i'm pretty sure they just took fieldman's regular brunch menu and like put it on a one piece menu piece so american menu sheet of paper yeah it was it was very american but fun i'm glad that we went that's cool. hopefully they'll do something similar next year too because it sounds awesome yeah yeah um and let's see what other new york comic-con stuff was there um, oh, I went, this is nothing to do with anime, but, um, I went to the Good Omens experience booth, Ooh. which was really cool. I'm such a big fan of Good Omens. I read it first when I was in middle school. Aww. And actually, I can tie this back into anime because Azrafel and Crowley were one of my very early ships <laughs> and I shipped mm-hmm. it so hard. Yeah. Um, did you draw so fan art? Uh, I didn't draw fan art, but I did write fan fiction. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yep. I wrote fan fiction. Don't remember what it was about, but I'm sure it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I oh. remember writing it specifically on a family vacation. Oh we were like God. in South Carolina, and I was like, I can't go to the beach. I have to write fan fiction. <laughs> How fucking sad is Because I had the same childhood. <laughs> be like i can't go outside on the boat today mom and dad i need to read this manga you don't understand <laughs> like, it's very important it's not even cool <laughs> oh god i love us uh we're something else yeah we're precious something else we are some precious moments <laughs> oh god um Oh, so there was also a Rilakkuma pop-up I happening saw. in New York. I saw. <laughs> I was so jealous. It was so good. Um, it was just a, it was a little store full of Rilakkuma. They had blind boxes. They had cat Rilakkuma. They had otter Rilakkuma. <laughs> they had spaceman Rilakkuma. They had, did I already say cat Rilakkuma? I yes. don't care. I'm going to say it again because it's extra special. Um, and in fact, they had a bench filled with all different Rilakkuma that you could sit on and take your picture. Oh. And it was fucking precious, and I loved it. Oh, my boy. My lazy bear boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, And, just, of course... Just so everyone's aware, uh, my new cubicle, I've been decorating it with as much Rilakkuma stuff as you want. If you want my address to send Rilakkuma merchandise to, I can give it to you in a DM. Anyway, <gasps> We should get on. a P.O. box so people sh- can send us merch. We should, so people can send me stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for my cube. Also, if you send us weird Japanese snacks, we'll try them and review oh, them. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, oh, and we tried to go to the Line Friends store. Mm-hmm. 
but... Which I was super excited about because they had uh, Halloween stuff oh. out. Favorite holiday, best time of year. Mm-hmm. The line was so long for Line Friend Store. It was like not even a feasible thing to wait in. That's like we crazy. went to go into the store. I like reached for the door and the man inside just like shakes his head <laughs> and goes, nope, line. <laughs> So we went to Kinokuniya instead. Yeah, that I think that was a fair trade in. Mm-hmm. Did you get anything at Kinokuniya? I actually didn't. Mm. And that's been happening to me a lot lately. Just like, like walking in, looking around, and being like meh, and then walking out. I mean, there's tons of stuff that like I could have spent my money on and I could have bought, mm-hmm. you know, but nothing was screaming to me. I just yeah. enjoy being there. Yeah, and me looking too. Looking at everything, I don't like feel the need to bring a ton of stuff home, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel you. And I think that's my, I think that's my anime Boston. I mean, not my anime Boston. Oh my God. I think that's my New York Comic Con weekend. We will also have an anime Boston weekend when anime Boston happens. We're definitely going. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we get press passes. Yeah, for sure. But the press pass applications aren't even open yet. So we'll have to cross that road when we burn it. Great. Well, thank yeah. you for your special report. Our top senior weeb correspondent Bree Scally. how does it feel being a like an actual reporter it was so much pressure <laughs> <laughs> i'm still getting press releases in my email oh good when i went to the good omens thing i i had been emailing with the girl who set it up and she was like oh yeah come by anytime on saturday just let them know you were talking to me and you can go go in like skip the line awesome <laughs> Um, so I tell this girl, like, I was emailing with MK, and she goes, oh, what outfit are you with? Uh, and I just went, takoyaki time, wear a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh, go right ahead. Oh like, <laughs> wear an outfit. Yeah, wear an outfit now. Oh, Lord. Uh, Would episode, be a tracksuit. Episode 23, the outfit. Yes. <laughs> we are a tracksuit. Oh, thank you for doing that work for me, because I hate coming up with titles. <laughs> Well, that was a really good field report. It was a good weekend. Oh, I forgot something. Um, Again, not anime related. Not even New York Comic Con related. Just something Alyssa and I did in New York. Uh-huh. We went to this place called The Cauldron, which oh. is a... Yeah, yes. we need to go. <laughs> yeah, we to do to need to place. go. It's beautiful. It's um, like an off-brand Harry Potter bar <laughs> where you sit at this table and your server is a potion master And they bring you the materials to make your own drinks, but they're all, like, potion-y. So one, like, changes color when you pour the things together, and the other one has dry ice involved, and you make it in a cauldron, so it's all Uh. bubbly and shit. It was so much fun. Um, And then Alyssa got a flaming daiquiri. (laughs) Did you guys get super drunk there? Because I would drink as much as I possibly could. So here's the thing. You buy a ticket. And the ticket's like $50 or something, right? Mm-hmm. But that includes a, like two glasses of mead and two cocktails. Whoa. So I know. So like you're feeling pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> and then you have time at the end to order one more cocktail because you only have so much time because they do it like every, oh. I don't know, couple of hours or something. Someone new comes in. So, uh, yeah, you get drunk. (laughs) We ended up jumping turnstiles on the way back to the Airbnb. Oh, my God. Because the subway thing ate our money off of our cards. And it was 
late, aka 10.30 at night, and we were drunk, so we just <laughs> jumped the turnstiles. Mm-hmm. Classic. Wow, that yeah. was a real New York weekend. It really was, but it was a fun shit show. <laughs> I'm glad for you. Thank you. And then next year, you get to have me come along, too. Yay! Finally. Yeah, I've been missing out on New York Comic Con for like three years now, and I, I've got the hunger. I've got that deep, deep hunger. It's time to come back. It's time. It's time, baby. It's going to be I better think- than ever. Was the last time you were at New York Comic Con the year I was dressed as the Raven Stag? I think so. And you didn't recognize me? Yeah, I think that was it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Because at the time you still thought I was a normie? Yeah. When I first met Bree, she had blonde hair and like normal clothes, so she looked like a normie to me. And I was like, she's a cool normie to hang out with so many nerds. And then the next time I saw her, she was in full cosplay, full (laughs) Hannibal cosplay, just head to toe, like painted head to toe. Yep. It was magnificent. And Thank I was like, you. oh, that was a nice cosplayer I just met. Person I've never seen before in my entire <laughs> life. No, I peaked. I peaked when I did that cosplay. I'm never going to do anything <laughs> as cool as that yeah, ever no, again. <laughs> Brie, I think you're pretty cool and I think you're going places. Aw, thanks, Kate. I think you're pretty cool, too. I thanks. think you're going places. Aw, thanks. Yeah. In fact, I just came back from feudal Japan. <gasps> what, Kate? You didn't tell me that, that you've been time traveling and uh, space traveling? I have, and I was going through a well at my family's shrine, and I met a dog demon, and he married me eventually. Well, how That's about me. that? My name is Kagome Higarashi, and I am a star in the anime television series Inuyasha, a feudal fairy tale, which is a is show- Is that really the whole title? I, I mean, like, it- it can just be Inuyasha, and it can just be Inuyasha, a feudal fairy tale. It, it Nothing is formal about it, I don't think. Mm. But, yeah, uh, so if anyone doesn't know about what Inuyasha is, it was a mega popular anime in the early 2000s. And I just watched the entirety of it for the first time in my life. And I'm real sad that it's over. It's a long show, too. Yeah, I've been watching it since May. Holy shit. Yeah, it takes me a long time to watch anything, especially something... That has almost 200 episodes. Well, yeah, you say it takes you a long time to watch something, but really, it was 167 episodes long. Yeah, uh, it was actually and 193. I miscounted. It's 193 episodes because it was the original, like, six seasons, and then the seventh season is called The Final Act, and mm-hmm. that had another 26 episodes, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Here's some facts that I pulled from Wikipedia. The original manga and story were by the legendary the extraordinary Rumiko Takahashi, who, who is literally just like hit after hit after hit of stories. I don't think she's ever done like a flop. And it was first published in 1996. The anime was produced by Sunrise uh, between 2000 and 2004. It was, the first 44 episodes were directed by Masahi, no, Masashi Ikeda, and uh, the rest of them were by Yasunao Aoki. And it first started airing in the U.S. in 2002, which I remember when the first commercials for it started coming on Adult Swim when I was wow. like 13 years old. Oh my God. Like it was such a blast from the past. I remember watching Adult Swim for, I think it was Yu Yu Hakusho at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like, oh, there's a new anime coming out. What is this? <laughs> there's a boy with long white hair and dog ears. Sign me up. And I was so into it when I was younger. <laughs> so into it. I never watched it growing up, but I, I do remember, it. like, I'd, like, catch, like, one or two episodes here yeah. and there just because, like, Adult Swim and Beyond. And I remember thinking that 
So Shomaru was hot, and that's all I knew, and that's all I cared about. Well, that is a fact, so you are correct. <laughs> so here's the, the plot summary. They're like the best one that I could find, because most of them sucked somehow. Like, the show has been around for almost 20 years, and no one's written a decent plot summary. Please. Maybe anyway. I feel like they don't need to. Everyone should just know it. Yeah. What are you even doing reading a summary? Oh, it's the classic, like, schoolgirl finds herself transported to another world story. It's like, mm-hmm. I guess everyone should just know. But anyway, plot summary. Kagome Higurashi is a 15-year-old schoolgirl from Tokyo who is transported to the Sengoku period of Japan after falling into a well in her family shrine, where she meets the half-dog demon Inuyasha. When a monster from that era tries to take the magical Shikon jewel embodied in Kagome, she inadvertently shatters the jewel into many pieces that are dispersed across Japan. Inuyasha and Kagome start traveling to recover it before the powerful demon Naraku finds all the shards. And that was 197 episodes and four movies. The entire story of them finding little pieces of jewel and having adventures with their friends and fighting the one really bad guy. (laughs) And it was perfect. So how should I dive into this? Uh, I guess I'll just like give my broad idea of how I feel about Inuyasha. And that is overwhelmingly positive i loved almost every second of it which is like i wasn't expecting to adore it i was going into it thinking oh you know what this is kind of a classic and i used to love it mm. when i was a kid i'll i'll t- give it a watch and like rewatching it now it's so it's got so much heart and the characters are so well done and, yeah it's got some really beautiful messages like the my favorite one that i came away with was like your character or you, like you can have room in your heart for more than one person at a time. Mm. And like it's you have to be honest with people and like tell them how you're feeling and make sure that you're all on the same page so that no one's getting upset or like hurt. But like Inuyasha, like it's it's a famous fact that he had essentially two girlfriends throughout the whole show and they were like the same person but not. But like it, it was a constant piece of contention between him and Kagome it was just like do you love your old girlfriend or me or like should I be out of your life because of her but it was mm-hmm. it was always handled really well and he was always honest about how he was feeling and it was just a beautiful thing to see like a male character especially be so open about his feelings with like essentially the two women that he loved mm-hmm. who were both amazingly written characters too there was and that because, what is that saying um Love is not a pie. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You don't have so many slices of love that you can give out to people. Like, Mm -hmm. your heart, if you have enough energy, you can continue to give love to a bunch of different people. Yeah. And the way that Kagome handled it was really well, too. Like, she was a 15-year-old girl, but she she knew, like, maybe he prefers this other woman over me, and maybe he does, like, it, it hurt her personally and she was jealous, but she knew that that jealousy was something inside of her and she mm-hmm. never, like, tried to take it out on Kikio, the other woman, who, oh. by the way, so, like, that summary didn't even go into, like, half of what Inuyasha's about, so, <laughs> like, Inuyasha is this half-dog demon who's, like, just totally ignored by the demon community and the human community. He's just kind of on his own. Because mm-hmm. half demons are like, oh my! I loved the half demon thing when I was a kid. I like, I made half demon characters. Oh yeah. Oh my god! I had a whole story. I wrote a whole story that was essentially just Inuyasha with reverse genders. <laughs> Were you the Inuyasha character? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was, and Excellent. her name was Kaisa. Excellent. <laughs> yup. 
And I would expect no less from you, Kate. Thank you. I appreciate it. So he was this half demon. He falls in love with this priestess named Kikyo who's guarding the Shikon jewel because everyone wants the jewel because it gives everyone power. It, it's, you know, it's just basically a MacGuffin. That old story. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. But so like they're both tricked by the villain, uh, Naraku, who impersonates them both and manages to kill Kikyo and have Kikyo trap Inuyasha against a tree with an arrow for 50 years. So, like, it starts with a tragic love story. Like, the most tragic love story. It's so sad. And then, like, Kagome shows up. She awaken- awakens Inuyasha because she's the reincarnation of Kikyo. And the jewel is uh, inside of her body because Kikyo was burned with it when she died. And that's, like, the whole, like, the overarching plot, essentially. But, uh, yeah, they eventually uh, get their own little, like, anime gang of uh, <laughs> Moroku, the licentious monk who loves the the beautiful beautiful woman of the world and he's he's like that one old-timey character of just like oh i'm just a perv huh but it's also yeah. like just stop it like yeah. what are you doing but it's you still like him and then uh songo the demon slayer who has literally the most tragic backstory of any character i've ever seen like she is her whole village is full of demon slayers. It's like their specialty. It's what they do. She has her father and her younger brother Kohaku, and one day they go to uh beat a demon at someone else's house. And <laughs> and then they they defeat the demon, but then all of a sudden her younger brother Kohaku like just starts attacking his whole family. Uh-oh. And, yeah, he kills their father and all of their kin. And he attacks Songo, but she survives. And it turns out he was uh, taken over by Naraku because this guy just really loves the drama. He likes making everyone's lives miserable. What an asshole. Yeah, what a dick. But so the, her storyline revolves around her brother who was killed that day by the guards of the, the house. castle. It was a castle killing him. and But he's brought back to life by Naraku. Oh my god, there is so much resurrection Jesus Christ, like every dead person is resurrected throughout the show. So there's that, and hers is a really sad backstory because she lost everyone in her family, including her brother, but her brother's still kind of alive, but not really because he's taken over and he doesn't remember anything. Anyway, every time she had an episode, I'd cry. Oh. <laughs> and then Moroku, the pervy monk, he was cursed by Naraku. Well, his grandfather was cursed by Naraku <laughs> when he was younger to have a wind tunnel in his hand. And then eventually the wind tunnel would swallow him up. So uh. he, his grandfather passed it down to his father and then his father passed it down to him. So it's like a legacy of this horrible curse. So Moroku's got that baggage. He's trying to kill Naraku to get rid of the curse of the wind tunnel. And then Inuyasha wants to kill Naraku because he killed Kikyo. And then uh, they also have Shippo, the kitsune demon, who's just a little kid whose dad was murdered by completely other characters who had nothing to do <laughs> with Naraku, which that was sad, but he's a great little character. And then there's Kagome, who has literally no baggage whatsoever. She's just in the, the feudal era, and she's just a normal, healthy teenage girl who just likes adventure, I guess. So does she go back and forth from the past to the present? Yes. And that is, therein lay the hilarity. So most of the show is pretty heavy on the drama. Mm-hmm. and Like, it's actually got a massive horror element, which is probably what huh. drew me to it in the first place. 
Like all of the demons are really like kind of horrifying and there's a lot of gore and a lot of blood. But however, whenever Kagome goes back to modern times and like Inuyasha will come visit her or like try to get her back. That's where like, oh, it's a guy from the past in the future. Kind of like Kate and Leopold situation. And it's always like it's always like a great break in the tension because they're always really funny episodes. Also, and... thank you so much for bringing up Kate and Leopold. That movie's amazing. <laughs> it's been a while. That's, that's <laughs> always my go-to for, like, person from wrong era in, like, modern times reference. Yeah. So, there, like, there's that. And then there's, like, Inuyasha's older brother, Sashomaru, who's yeah. fucking hot, who hates Inuyasha because he's a half-demon and his father... <sighs> bequeathed to him the Tetsaga, which is fancy sword. Oh my god. Like, the more I talk about this, the more it's ridiculous so I realize. Oh, yeah. It's the most anime shit. So, like, his dad left him a fancy sword that he can't use because it's only for humans and half-demons. And then Sashomaru hates him for all eternity until he, like, finds this little girl named Rin who, like, really grows on him. Like, it's just a little human girl and he hates humans and he's just like, I'll just keep this little human girl around. She's cute. She'll be my daughter. <laughs> So he, like, basically becomes a dad to this little girl. And then he eventually gets Kohaku, too. Oh, my God. He just has his own little bat family with his, like, his husband, Jockin, the little green imp guy. This is, honestly, like, (laughs) I talk about this, the more, like, I realize how deep in I was. So does he eventually become, like, one of the good guys and be on Inuyasha's team? Yeah, actually. Like, at the very end, they do all fight together, and they stop trying to kill one another. I love that about anime storylines. Me too! Like, in Western stories, like, the good guy always needs to kill the bad guy. Yeah. But in so many anime storylines, the bad guy ends up coming over to the good guy's side. Yeah, I mean, that's what made Avatar so, like, fun yes. to watch. Oh my god, that freaking show is so good. It's so good, oh my god. We'll have to do an episode on that. Like, it's not necessarily anime, but it's heavily anime-inspired. Totally. have to go into it. But, so, like, there's this huge, colorful cast of characters. It's essentially, like, it it really reminds me of a kabuki play and just, like, how heavy the drama is. And then, Mm -hmm. like, there are moments of humor and then there's a lot of romance it's like Rumiko Takahashi knows how to take all of the elements of a story and like crush it together into this perfect diamond of a, like just a, a jewel, a beautiful jewel of an anime <laughs> slash manga. I don't know how she does it over and over again with like so many interesting original story ideas. But it, it like Inuyasha, especially because it has that horror element to it, it definitely feels like a new direction for her to go in mm-hmm. for, from where she had been before with like Ranma and Mesa Nikoku. Just like all these like. You know, slice of life stories, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, if you're looking to, if you're thinking of Inuyasha, or if like it's something from before your time and you never really got into it, I so recommend it. The first two seasons are on Netflix, and but the entirety of it is on Viz, Viz's website for free. Oh, cool! Yeah, which is awesome. And then like all four movies are on Netflix too. Uh, movies too by the way okay so the, the first one yeah. the first one actually made me angry with how bad it was to me personally i don't know if other people really liked it but i loathed it but then the rest of them all the other three were great so i don't know what happened with the first one but oh well like you can't win them all yeah oh the only other thing that drove me absolutely insane about inuyasha was you know there are 197 episodes and 20 of them were almost totally unwatchable 
Yeah. Because it was an arc that had nothing to do with the main storyline. It was mm-hmm. pure. It was like the most filler filler because it was characters we'd never met before, did not care about. It was an arc called... It was about... Uh, the Band of Seven, which was a group of mercenaries, human mercenaries, who were so evil and they killed so many people that they were ambushed and killed by Japanese soldiers and beheaded when they were killed so that their heads and bodies were buried separately so they couldn't be resurrected. But they were resurrected anyway, like 10 years later, so that... They could work for Naraku, I guess. I don't know. It was insane. It was the dumbest 20 episodes of my life. And it was literally like, okay, normal storyline, normal storyline, Band of Seven, and then just normal storyline again. And they just never talked about the Band of Seven ever again after They never resolved it? I mean, they resolved it. They all died. But, like, (laughs) none of the main characters ever talked about them ever again. That's so weird. It was wicked weird. Was it filler? It was definitely filler. I think it was in the manga. I haven't actually read the whole manga yet. I'm pretty sure that Rumiko Takahashi put it in there. I don't know why. It might have been, like, her magazine being like, this needs more, like, evil boy characters. Let's have more evil boys. And Mm -hmm. just, like, here, slap on a bunch of, like, bloodthirsty killers into this story that all of the characters have a lot of heart and, like, you can sympathize with them most of the time. Like, even Naraku. Not these. No, not these. Not even a little bit. I didn't care about them even a little bit. Which is, like... Not normal for this kind of story, but like even Naraku, who is like the big bad villain, and he's like literally just like a Voldemort character. Like you kind of feel for him in a way because the whole reason he became evil in the first place is because he had a huge crush on Inuyasha's girlfriend. Ah, and he was like, uh, and he was like a, a band. I'm like really into this now. I'm not even like doing a good job podcasting. I'm just talking about Inuyasha. But he just, he was uh, a burn victim who was lying on the floor. Oh, God. Yeah, he was, (laughs) seriously, Inuyasha is full of, like, the most gruesome shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's awesome. But so Kikyo was taking care of him in this cave. And then one day he's like, I want Kikyo so bad. Demons, come devour me and give me your body so I can have a girlfriend, I guess. No. There are other ways to get girlfriends. (laughs) He he killed her instead of, you know, asking her on a date. So yeah, <laughs> that's Inuyasha. I love it so much. <laughs> Literally, I finished it and I, like the last episode ended and I just like just sat there in silence for a minute, just like in sorrow. I was in deep <laughs> sorrow. I didn't want to be Because you've been consumed. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if anyone follows me on Twitter, you should know. I've been watching Inuyasha for a while and talking about it nonstop. I feel like I know so much about Inuyasha now when I did not know anything before. <laughs> yeah, we watched a few episodes together. Yes. Uh, you told me there was a cat, so. Yeah. There's a couple cats. I think. Maybe just one. No, Although a I'm, couple. I'm pretty sold on the horror aspects, so. Yeah. The, actually, the horror aspects are, I think, I remember watching it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I only saw the first 30 or so episodes, I think. And those first like one to 40 episodes who were which were directed by the original director mm-hmm. are they have a slightly different feel to them in the way that they're a little more like grotesque and a little more bleak in their oh. tone mm-hmm. yeah it, it's just it it's more frightening than the later episodes because they, like that's when like all the characters become friends and like they're having adventures together but those first like maybe like 40 or so episodes have that kind of like 
terror aspect to them. And I remember that from when I was a kid, too. And that was kind of what got me into it. Because, like, the first episode, there's a centipede lady who's just like... (laughs) I do remember that. yeah. Yeah. She's just in the well, and she's all bones, and then she starts reconstituting, and eventually Inuyasha tears her apart That was really creepy. Yeah, it was super creepy. There's another- Did you see Yura of the Demon Hair? Was that one of the episodes we watched? I don't think that was one of the ones we watched. That one's got a wicked horror element, because she's just this sexy lady in like mm-hmm. this little skimpy ninja outfit, but she's got just like hair. Just hair everywhere. She's pulling Gross. hair from- Yeah, it's horrifying. And like, her first- <laughs> panel in the manga is her sitting on a pile of skulls mm-hmm. brushing the hair on a skull it is like that like that's such a beautiful horror image to me and it's always going to stick with me and there's so many moments like that yeah i mean sashomaru yeah. his first episode he shows up he he has like a dummy impersonating inuyasha's mom so that he can steal the pearl from inuyasha's eyes so that they can visit their dad's enormous tomb oh yeah I don't remember a lot, but I do remember them fighting their giant dad skeleton. Yeah, in it, it was they weren't mm-hmm. fighting the skeleton itself; they were fighting within the skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just Nuts. a lot of bones. So that's that is my that's Inuyasha sloppy a lot of report bones. on Inuyasha. That was more emotion than fact. <laughs> so I hope but, you liked it. I mean, at this point, I think most people know at least a little bit about Inuyasha. I hope so. And you sold me on it, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to watch more with you. Yes, I would definitely like to watch more. I don't know that I'm going to watch all 190 episodes or whatever. I can tell you at least 20 episodes to avoid, so. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you worry. So, we have a few new shows this season to talk about. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, The first one... Being Han- wait, Skull Face bookseller Honda-san. Yep. Which That's is it. the most delightful show. <laughs> it's a short. It's mm-hmm. only, like, what, like, nine minutes long or something? Seven yeah, to about. nine minutes long. Yeah. And it's about this bookseller who happens to have a skull for a face. Although his hands are skeleton hands, too, so he's yeah, just a skeleton. he's just a skeleton. But all of the booksellers he works with have weird bodies like one is wearing a paper bag mask Mm -hmm. and one is just a kabuki mask (laughs) one is a cat or something you know like they're all weird but no one comments on it at all i think like it i it was definitely a manga before Mm -hmm. i I can't find a whole lot on it i think it hasn't really come out in english but i it reads very heavily of an autobio story where all of the characters have Mm -hmm. been like names protected yeah yeah they've been um anonymous sized yes <laughs> and, like because no one ever brings up the fact that he's a skeleton yeah it has nothing um, to do with the story so it's basically just about his day-to-day of working in a bookstore mm-hmm. and it focuses i think so only one episode is out so far at least Actually, as of a this... second one went up today so we need to oh, watch it okay so there we go well then um we can either confirm or deny my suspicion that each one is going to focus on a different kind of customer mm-hmm so the first episode is on customers who come in looking for boys love or yaoi manga specifically. Yeah. Um, it really spoke to me. It was, I honestly, I hate saying boys love. I hate really? it. BL. Yeah. I like BL the most. I like, I just... no, I like BL. I don't like boys, boys love. love. Oh no, yeah. no, no. Boys love sounds like a terrible K-pop band. Yeah. So they're looking for BL or Yaoi. Yeah. 
essentially. But like it, it goes over, you know, Japanese fans and then also foreign fans Which who are so <laughs> legit. Like there's this one girl who came in and she's like, I'm sorry if my Japanese isn't very good. He's like, oh, no, you're very easy to understand. She's like, thanks. I've wanted to learn a lot. From Boys Love. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, have you been to an American convention? Because that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, that's like 90% of what the anime fans are. Is, yeah. is Love you guys. Fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's delightful so far. Like, deeply delightful. So I'm really excited yeah. to watch that. Like, I, It's too. just like a fun slice of life, observational humor kind of show. Mm. My favorite was the um, foreign businessman who came in yeah and he's looking for a specific manga for his daughter yeah. and she told him to not even come home if she if he couldn't find this book and he holds out his phone to show Hanta-san which book it is and it's like this wicked hardcore tentacle yaoi yeah like a doujinshi specifically so something you'd find at like uh what's the name of that convention that show it's like comet fest or something yes yes yeah, oh, like I, I had flashbacks to being in mandreki where they would definitely have it <laughs> and they have like whole a whole floor of dojinshi and each like separated by series mm. so good yeah but definitely doing that so honda-san had to like explain <laughs> like explain like we don't sell that kind of book here <laughs> It was so beautiful. Like, the going through the phases of the customer's, like, tr- like the stance that he has when he has his phone out. And he's like, I know that stance. He's going to ask me if we have a book. Yeah. And then, like, his dejection and, like, sorrow when they didn't. It was just, I, I remember working retail and it was exactly like that. Uh, and then all of these BL fans coming in and asking for, like, what's the hottest new BL title? Like, what, what do you recommend? And he's like... Cat boys? Muscle boys? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. And you know what? My favorite thing is that uh, he's a skeleton. Because skeletons are literally the funniest thing in the world. So good choice for the main character. It's perfect. Did you know that your bones are dry? Yes. You've told me many times already. I know. It just really upsets me. (laughs) (laughs) But think about it. Your bones are dry. Your skin is dry. It's like the same thing. Disgusting. Why do you why would it be better if your bones were wet? Because they're inside and that's where the wet things are. Your lungs aren't that wet. Yeah, they're wet. Uh, <laughs> well, there's one other anime that we started watching too. Yes. It's called Run with the Wind. And if you guessed that it was a heavy boys sports anime surrounding by boys, boys and more boys, just a lot of boys, then you would be right. Yep. Because that's the ten only boys. kind of sports anime that I'd watch. Ten. There ten, are boys. ten boys. Lots yes. of boys. Yes, there's a lot of... They even have the twins, which is like yep. a thing I'm getting kind of tired of. You can't not have twins. Are twins like like, like, like wicked common in Japan? I mean, twins are common over here, but like not identical twins that move, sound, and look exactly the same. Yeah, I'm pretty over that trope also. Yeah, like I I loved if they had I was hoping that the twins would be completely like different people. Mm-hmm. Like finally, finally someone's doing it. But no, it's essentially just like, mm, let's save some money on a character design. Yeah. <laughs> and voice Ugh, We've run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's them and then there's a lot of other boys. Do, do you have a favorite one yet? 
Do I have a favorite one? I kind of like um, the main guy. Uh, Kakadu? No, not Kakadu. Oh, the, the, the other manipulative one. manipulative one? Yes. I mean, he's, okay. he's very cute. That's true. I He's very passionate. Yeah. Um, Haiji. Yes. Haiji is his name. Um, so Haiji is a runner, and he really wants to run in the Hakode Aikiden, which is a relay marathon. A relay so ten- marathon. What the hell? Who would so, want to do that? But here's the thing. Not every person runs a marathon in it. You break up the marathon between the 10 people. But it's not, isn't it like 120 something miles? Uh, let's see. I would have to add this all up. Each runs okay. So there are five sections between Tokyo and Hako, Hakone. So you mm-hmm. run the whole way, and mm-hmm. each runner runs runs one section, and then alternates with the next runner when they get to a certain station. Mm-hmm. And each runner has ten. I mean, each team has ten runners, and each runner runs from eighteen to twenty four kilometers. Oh my god. Yeah. Which, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound that bad. I could do that. Are you kidding? <laughs> I could do that. Sure. That's only, like, each one's only, like, half of a marathon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, like, the reason that his character bothered me was that if I was ever forced to run a marathon, I would probably just, like, m- change my name and move somewhere else. Because there is no way in hell I would survive. And, like, the thing is, that, like, the, the crux of this story is this guy has, like, somehow manipulated all of these characters into living in this one apartment building by, like, having a really cheap rent. And he's been kind of, like, keeping an eye on them to make sure that they have any kind of, like, running ability. And none of them knew about this marath- this relay marathon until he had all ten people come into the apartment. So none of them really have any actual running experience except for this new guy who who uh left it seems that he left his high school track team very dramatically yes and like probably swore to never run again i am into that yeah although you know the one thing that bothers me about kakadu that main character Mm -hmm. is one of the first times you see him he has his hair pushed back and he looks wicked cool yeah the rest of the time he's cooler with his hair back he looks way cooler Mm -hmm. like why didn't you just design him like that yeah i totally agree Mm. maybe like when he runs he pushes his hair back which hopefully they'll start running more in this running anime right now it's just like a lot of like emotional manipulation on trying to get these people to agree to this marathon I'm not super mad that there hasn't been a lot of running yet because I think that it's going to be that kind of slice of life Mm -hmm. sports anime combo where it's not like one episode's going to be a hundred meters of a race, you know, which, which I can't do. I just like simply cannot. After trying Haikyuu, I can never, ever try that again. Yeah. So I think that this is going to be a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. So I just found out that the first... So the the marathon goes over two days, and the first one is 108 kilometers, and then the second day is 110 kilometers. Oh my (laughs) god. How does anyone run that much? Oh my god, it's just like melting. In the opening credits, like, they show all of the guys running. Yeah. 
So, like, obviously, no, you know they're going to do it because it's anime, whatever. And there's this one guy who runs like a little gremlin. Like, he's all (laughs) hunched over and, like, you can tell he's hurting. And I watch it and I'm like, that's me. That's what I look like. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's uh, the the otaku character. Uh, His name is Akane Kashiwasaki. Kashiwasaki. And they call him Oji or Prince. And he's this super hot otaku. He's just, like, really beautiful. And I love his character so far. Wait, the... Oh, no, he's the he's the quiz boy one. No. The, run, the one who runs like a gremlin is the quiz boy one. Really? The, yep. Like... And then the, the manga otaku Akane is the slowest one. Okay. He's always he... way in the back. In the <laughs> <opening>. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised the quiz boy runs are like a gremlin because he's all, like, stocky and buff. It's hard for us stockier people to run gracefully. <laughs> yeah, which is why I don't run. I look like a monster. I feel like a monster. And I die every time I try. <laughs> die a little inside. But this came out at like the perfect time. because So it came out on October 3rd. And on October 8th, I was running my first 10K. Oh my God. So it gave me... How did me... that go, by the way? It went really well. It was awesome. Good. I, I ran faster than I expected. Nice. And uh, I want to do another one. I want to do more. Cool. Yep. I'll so, cheer you on from the sidelines. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. And I'm definitely looking forward to more running. And I'm looking forward to more of this show. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to too. I literally hate running with all of my heart and soul. But I will happily watch 10 boys run together. There's something about the relay. It's free. Free ruined yeah. me for relays because I just I need a good relay. It's just such a good metaphor for friendship and teamwork. And like cuz even though it's an individual sport and we all need to live our own lives, it's a relay. You need your teammates. You need exactly. support. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm really excited for this show. I think it's going to be great. Me too. Apparently it was a novel first. Yeah. I I think it was like a light novel. Yeah. I mean, that's how free started too. Yeah. So, so it was a novel, and then it was a manga, and then it was a live-action film, and now it's an anime. Oh, good. Yeah. I love it when that happens. We just, we took a wandering road. I really <laughs> like the animation and the art style, too. Yeah, it looks like, really good. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. And so. we get to know these boys, and I love nothing more than getting to know anime boys. Keep an eye on these boys. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep watching uh, both of those shows, and... We need to catch up on free and we need to watch Banana Fish. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we need to do. So we are not starved for content. Definitely not. There's always more anime. Um, mm-hmm. There's always that time I was reincarnated as a slime, which premiered this season that I haven't watched yet, but is so freaking weird. <laughs> Wait, is, is that another story about like someone from like normal everyday life? Yeah dying and then coming back it was like yeah like another salary man who dies and then comes back as a slime so surprise surprise it's a slime <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> well on my docket i'm definitely planning on watching watching all of roroni kenshin at some point <gasps> roni kenshin yeah oh we should God. probably watch that together yes and i need to actually for real watch Yu-Gi-Oh all the way through because I've watched Duelist Kingdom, the first season, like, about 5,000 times. And then I've watched some of Battle City. Mm-hmm. And then 
none of anything after that. And then, like, the very last season when they go back to ancient Egypt. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck yeah, I want to see that. I That's didn't know they I went back to for. ancient Egypt. They do, and it rules. Fascinating. So I've seen, like, a sandwich of Yu-Gi-Oh! I need to see the that meaty center, which is definitely just going to be, like, spam, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> just card games, left and right. But I will watch it. Now that I have the power. So that's yeah, now that list. you finished Inuyasha, you can do anything. Yeah. I, I like, watch Inuyasha again. Mm-hmm. Which if I you, definitely I mean, if you to. want to. I so do. We all make our own choices. Yeah, and I we need to talk about Utena at some point because it's been on yeah. my mind a lot lately. And there's plenty of other stuff. Like, there's so much old anime that I really need to watch now that I'm old enough to watch anime. <laughs> yeah, not for kids. No. Not for the children. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, I think that just about does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, for you can find us at Takoyaki Time on Twitter, and you can find us at Takoyaki Time Podcast on Instagram, or email us at Takoyaki Time Podcast at gmail dot com if you have any questions, comments, requests, concerns. Uh, yeah, if there's anything that like you think we really need to watch, or you really want to hear us talk about. Let us know. Yes, we would love suggestions. I can't guarantee we'll watch the whole series, but we'll watch a few episodes. Yes, I I want to cater to you, the audience. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun if we did, like, some audience requests. So let us know what you want us to watch. Totally. Uh, You can find me at Kate Brizzy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me, Bree Scally, at Bree Scally on Twitter or at Honey underscore Bree on Instagram. So sweet. And uh, if you could please, please, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, it would mean the world to us. We appreciate it so much. Everyone just warms our hearts. Yeah, we've gotten a couple already, and honestly, like, reading them makes me a little, like, Oh my god, it makes me cry, I know. So thank you so (laughs) So much. It's really sweet. Thank you. And, hey, Brie, what's the second rule of takoyaki time? Always finish your takoyaki. Then what's the first rule? Always order takoyaki. 